0: Yeah um, So welcome. <laughs> and um, uh, so we are starting uh, this third session uh, on the social network. and um, so maybe we can introduce people who are present.:
1: Yes, okay, so my name is Offer Engel from the Information Systems group,
2: uh, Peter Ade from Information Systems Group.
0: Okay, we uh, start from information groups. <laughs> so we're at three today,
2: so we have a small, yeah, a small and short session today. Okay.
1: So, so we were we just uh, looking at uh, the question. We were starting from the question of the mediate- mediators and intermediaries from page fifty-nine in the in the Latour's book, uh, reassembling the social. And we were wondering about the difference between realized potentials and actualized virtualities as it appears in the footnote 64 on mm-hmm. page 59.
2: Yeah, and uh, actually, just to tie it, tie it to our reading today, it also pops up in page 155, uh, which is during the discussion
0: between the professor and, the,
2: professor and the student, between Latour and the LSE student. Um, in the middle of the uh, page
0: who is between us very intelligent <laughs>
2: <laughs> it says uh, but your question was what can I do with a and T? I I answered it no structuralist explanation the two are completely incompatible either you have actors who realize potentialities and thus are not actors at all which would be structuralism mm-hmm. Or you describe actors who are rendering virtualities actual. This is the Lozzi's parlance, by the way, and which require very specific texts. So anyway, we are talking about this because we started uh, with a little chat um, prior to we, you know, starting the uh, recorder, and we, we've uh, sort of identified that this whole contrast in the footnote on page 59, where. Latour links realized potentials versus actualized virtualities as, uh, as, a, as a reflection of the distinction between intermediaries and mediators. Uh, I was suggesting after Harman that this is almost like a critical point to understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. You know, because
2: it's about your, how you, how you perceive, well, how you understand Reality, and the first one, it is a realized potential. It is an actor realizes a potential. Yes. So the problem with that is that already the potential is the, the mediator. Actor. Yeah. So, so 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 basically the actor becomes an intermediary exactly. because it only carries out the potential that has come from somewhere else. Right. Right. So, in a way, thinking in terms of potential, there is also kind of a temporal thing involved there because it almost suggests that, I don't know, there is a potential now and then that will become something later, yeah. but not now, yet. Yes. And so that, that, that's sort of the traditional metaphysics, but it also expresses, you know, cause and effect yes. problematic, so that your cause, the potential is there and then there is the effect. Mm. So, so that's the traditional view of causality. Yeah and, the, yeah, and the
1: classical example is the seed of the tree. So you have a seed of a tree, and it, and it has in it the the, the potential yeah. to become a tree. So, in so the seed is the cause and the tree is the effect. But uh, Latour, I guess, uh, would. Uh, Criticize that and saying that you need the whole, uh, you know, the whole assemblage of sun and water and minerals and yeah. you know the whole yeah. thing that, that, that brings together, uh, and, 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 uh, 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 like a whole network of int- of me- of mediators yes. that bring that make a tree a tree.
0: Yeah, just a point regarding this potential. When you talk about the potential in an object, then you assume that this object has inner properties. Like has an essence or a substance because it has the potential to do something because of its own properties that allows it to do it maybe in the future. So so there is this question of substance that the thing uh, defines its own reality because it has a substance. It has a potential. And the other, I mean, Latourian way of seeing thing, uh, I mean that the thing when it acts it acquires its uh, reality, ontological reality. So, uh, I I mean, and here, um, what Harman has said, that Latour defines reality in uh, relationship between, I mean, object and actors. But what I, um, I wanted to say that it's not so clear because in, in the introduction for Latour, he says at the moment that he's not rejecting this substance, these inner properties, as, in so much as they can explain why things last more than other things in the network. It's in page 8, I think, or 7 in the introduction. When he talks about inner properties, he says that inner properties... Um, I mean,
1: uh is it, there's a paragraph, by the way, that is connected in from Graham's work. Yeah, just I picked up the sentence, but one of things
0: because I mean I was wondering, so, wondering about this question. So,
1: so Graham Graham is saying. In this respect, Latour's position is reminiscent of the ancient Megarians, who saw no room for potentiality outside the current state of the world. They were vehemently opposed by Aristotle, who is vexed in particular by the following consequence. For instance, someone who is not building a house is not capable of building a house, but only the one who is building a house, when he is building it, is capable of it, and similarly in other cases. The absurd consequences of this opinion are not difficult to see. Aristotle wonders if the uh, housebuilder at rest does not have the art of house building. how does he acquire the art when it is time, time to return to work? Latour's response would be probably be that the idle housebuilder is capable not in potentia, but only through a series of mediations between the builders and, and the other actors, which vanish when the builder is at rest.
2: Yeah, so, but but I think that, well, one way to approach it is to basically, well, to contrast these two, and and, and so if what we have explained here is the uh, actualized potential, sorry, the realized potential, so this is the realized potential, and that's basically, also in terms of doing research, what does it do? I mean, when you usually do research and you collect data, if you now say that something has happened because it had the potential to happen... You are also constructing this kind of story that you know uh, this only happened because you know his father was violent or I don't know this or that. So so it's also where you construct stories if you believe that metaphysics. Mm. Um, and and, and uh, the way I understand uh, Harman's point is that Latour instead is considering reality to be actual uh, actual actualizations. So, so, basically, reality is always happening in the actual moment when all these actual things assemble themselves and successfully uh, um, yes. present themselves. And then, so what existed before, those were sort of virtualities, but almost you reverse this whole way of looking at the world, that rather than saying that, well, there was A, and then happened something, and then B happened... Uh, you say that well it's happening actually P. right now I yeah. mean we are
0: the
2: in inside in sort of in this actual moment
0: uh, uh
2: well I mean yeah I mean it's interesting what what is actually the philosophy of time, time It's pretty yeah. complicated but 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 uh, I mean if you accept that the world is made of these actualized mm. events or then then it's obvious that we are constantly renegotiating the networks and reassembling things as we go along. Mm-hmm. So things are by nature retrospective, or, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. or 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 it's always every time a new thing happens, the whole rearrangement changes mm-hmm. because it has to change because this new event is a new thing, mm-hmm. is a new arrangement.
0: Yeah, but. I mean, I, I saw this argument. I mean, it was very present in Harman's manuscript and how he defines, I mean, Latour's metaphysics as based on a philosophy of relationships. But, I mean, I think that in Latour's work, this point is not so clear and radical as to say Latour is that or is doing that or he has adopted this kind of philosophy or metaphysics because there are a lot of I mean, uh, contradictions sometimes that and when he for example says that uh, in page 7 uh, law for instance should not be seen as what should be explained by social structure this is, I mean, it comes back in addition to its inner logic On the contrary, its inner logic may explain some features of what makes an association last longer and extend wider. So here when he says that, do you have it? At the beginning of the paragraph, page
1: 7. Law is technology.
0: Yeah, so, okay, I mean, as much as we will use the potentiality, the realized potentials to explain things, he says that it's not interesting for sociology to do that, I mean, like, to look at phenomenon as instances of uh, causes, of uh, generic things that exist out there that causes uh, things to happen. In this case, it's not interesting to talk about substance and, I mean, things as, um, as physical material in themselves. But we need to talk about this inner logic to explain how a phenomenon, uh, last longer and extend wider than another object, and here is, I see a balance between where the relation, where the relationship can go, and when the substance can interfere. There is kind of balance between substance and relation. It's not only a philosophy of relation. It's I mean things ha- do have material, do have substance, do have potential. And, and I don't know I, I think see that, is that
2: your critique of Latour and of or
0: Harman's I mean interpretation of Latour I think I mean okay I, a lot of examples a lot of citations in Latour's work do acknowledge this relationship philosophy I mean, I agree with that but I don't think that it's the, the, the whole point I mean I don't think that you can uh, summarize or resume Latour in just a philosophy of relationship
2: well, I mean, um, I guess we'll have to wait for, for, yeah. for Graham to, you know, because this whole ISRF talk is going to be focusing on that, on that point. So, almost, I wonder if we should, you know, I mean, that's that's an important point, but almost um, wondering if we should, you know. Um,
0: Yeah, because you talked about this reliable, potential, and actualized virtualities, and they agree Mm -hmm. that these are actually the the focal points.
1: Mm -hmm. But uh, I uh,
2: I don't know, I mean, I do find a lot of references in Latour where he is suggesting that eventually everything is uh, you know, uh, sort of coming together or a gathering of actor networks and there is nothing at the core. So there seems to be a suggestion there isn't a substance as such. Mm-hmm. There is just um, call, uh, these qualities, mm-hmm. relationships, Inactive. but no such thing as a yes, as a as an as an object.
1: And and yeah. I, 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 I I want I want just to say that it remind me a little bit of, of Wittgenstein, you know, his understanding of language and his understanding of an acting, or not an acting, but you know the the fact that, you know, we, we say, okay, if we know how to speak and we, we, we speak in the language according to some kind of uh, rules, then we must have these rules imprinted in our mind. Or if we know, you know, and Wittgenstein attacks this idea that there is some kind of, you know, rules in our mind. Or, you know, if we know how to ride a bicycle, it means that somewhere in our mind there are the rules of physics, you know. And Wittgenstein again attacks this this idea that there are these, you know, potentials that are that causes, you know, the way we mm-hmm. uh, the way we stabilize the bike and actually says that what we do we just you know we just use, we just ride, we just talk and without you know just you know just act. And in this mm-hmm. acting, maybe in retrospective we can say something about a virtual but it's very difficult to pinpoint you know a kind of essence or causality so, I, I wonder if, if, if he, talk, he took some of these ideas from, from Wittgenstein.
0: I mean, my point is, is just to say that it's, for me, it was too much radical. Harman's point of that, I mean, saying that for Latour, reality can only unfold through the relationship that actors may trace between, the, I mean, uh, one another. I think that the, it's more, a little bit maybe more complex because he didn't go I don't know what Latour will say and it would be interesting actually to hear uh, he didn't uh, re- really I mean talk about this uh, relationship philosophy, Latour he, did, uh, he didn't aclo- acknowledge this point, this is like Harman's, uh
2: well, I mean, at the heart of it, there seems to be, well, the, big, the question of how entities communicate with each other. And um, Latour's answer seems to be that through translation. So, maybe we need to understand what actually translation means. And, in a way, uh, well, it does pick up that in this final chapter. Well, it's not the final chapter, but in the fifth uncertainty. I'm wondering if we should tackle some of this. Just so, because uh, we've only got 20 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, because we've uh, you know we've been bringing this up this whole issue of the difficulty of well how do you actually practice factor networking in terms of as research how do you write it down (laughs) well how do you and it's quite um, well I found it a very interesting chapter Um.
0: it's uh, um, uh, um, I mean uh, the five chapter in the five uh, sources of uncertainty uh, and uh, the closing of the first part where he talks about all the controversies that um, are existing in sociology. Uh, it's more um, a guide on methodology and, uh, and uh, the text uh, um, what he calls the um, textual account uh, in contrast to story or he does use the concept of story or narrative or, but he, he tries in a way to uh, uh, prevent from uh, an abuse in the usage of the uh, term story as to say everything goes at the end and uh, it's only a story so, uh, and he does use this um, um, textual account to say that it stays an account I don't know if
2: well, it's, it's completely... I mean, it's really interesting that his... Uh, well, this fifth s- source of uncertainty, I mean, he suggests that the previous four uncertainties have to be tackled at the same time that with this fifth one. Um, actually, he gives a further sort of suggestion. I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Alexei was asking, well, then, where do these titles of these each chapter come from, or what do they mean? And actually... On page 135, Latour is pretty specific that he's talking, he says, it might, in the middle of the page, it might be disappointing for the reader to realize that the grand questions of group formation, so there's the first uncertainty, agency, second uncertainty, metaphysics, third uncertainty, and ontology, fourth uncertainty. It's kind of interesting to see whether these, you know, correspond with these chapters or not, you know, Mm. and... um, but, but, but it suggests that this was more than just about sociology, basically. Or, or, or it's more than just an introduction to, to network theory, or it seems that, you know, well, he's dealing with the most fundamental questions of, 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 of understanding and of, of research and of philosophy and everything, basically. And the answer to it is, to bring this all down to earth and say that the way you kind of deal with this deconstructed notions of, you know, identity and agency and metaphysics and ontology and everything is to okay. capture it in these written accounts, which become an extension or almost a site for construction. So the textual account is an assembly as well, mm. just the same way it's part of the bigger assembly of what you are studying.
0: Actually, finish. By saying that the textual account is a laboratory mm-hmm. and it's, it has a performative uh, action on the subject under scrutiny and the topic. So
2: which is a bit uh, worrying in the sense that he says that, uh, so if the, if the writing of an account, uh, let's think about a PhD thesis, yeah. which we are concerned about here, uh, it says it can either succeed or fail right, as a laboratory experiment, can hmm. succeed or fail. As a but not, Yeah, but uh, now we want to write, you know, successful PhD
1: dissertation.
2: What does that actually mean? I mean, if you, if you carry out your project and then your assembly fails, you have written, you know, an 80,000 or 100,000 word PhD dissertation, you still want to get your PhD. What does it mean? How do yeah. you understand this? <laughs> that is that going to be still will you still pass? You know, is that still going to be a good PhD if your assembly of actors, your experiment
1: failed? I think what he wants here is not so much to uh, frighten you, but but just to pinpoint that this is a risky writing is a risky business in the sense that you have to take a risk somewhere. You have to kind of be prepared for from. You have to be prepared to be surprised, you know, by things that you haven't been expected. And actually, this is this is something that is, you know, that is very positive, because if you if you have been surprised, it means that you have really been faithfully following the actors rather than uh, rather than just, you know, imposing on them your your ideas. And that sense that there is a risk here.
0: Yeah. I, well, what, I, is the,
2: what is the risk? I mean, he's, we, we are trying to do an actor network theory account. So you are following the actors, you are doing your empirical research, you are out there in the field, you are trying to capture this social, right? This your fluid
0: narrative. What's that? Your descriptive narrative. Because yep. at the end of the day, it's nothing else than a descriptive narrative. And if you will say that you need explanation to to add something, then you have a bad descriptive narrative. <laughs> but it's not
1: only a descriptive, it's more than description. You're trying to convince you know the reader yeah, that there is some kind of you know some assembly here and not just you know just describing this is
0: what Latour tries to say that description is not just trying to say what is existing that the description contains or entails an explanation in itself when it's rich and thick description that you will not need an explanation and that's what he was saying to his student only bad descriptions
2: oh yeah no I understand that point but what worries me that I mean he says a number of places that the the, the capturing of the social that this is an event it's like a flash which leaves traces, traces right So, you're trying to find these traces, and also if you're lucky, then these things might happen right in front of your eyes. I mean, especially if it's it's an innovation or something like that, or an assembly of a project. But if it's something so elusive and these traces are happening, these flashes of instances, and all of this, um, I'm just wondering what chance you have of writing a good. a and T account. Well, I'm still just working on this idea of Accident. trying yeah, to work through this idea of what it means when an, a textual account fails. Because yeah. say you don't want to fail our PhD. So, mm. <laughs> does that mean you, your PhD is still going to be okay? But it failed as a gathering of uh, mediators.
0: Mm. Of I don't know, I, um, I'm, when I figured out this question, I tried to link it to what he was saying in the uh, introductory part when he was saying that sociologists have tried to uh, copy uh, natural science. And, um, and that's why they were uh, having bad sociological accounts because they, it's only uh, a mimetic process. It's not something that is uh, exploiting its own strength in a way uh, so we are trying to be objective if we cannot be objective then we will draw on hermeneutics on uh, emotions and uh, human agencies so, uh, um, and uh, um, so the point is that uh, a, b- a good textual account would be a descriptive account but that has also criteria of objectivity because here he he comes back to this concept of objectivity in uh, page 1 to 6 and he talks about truthfulness, accuracy. Yeah, as a textual account. um, Yeah, that the the question of accuracy and truthfulness has not been put aside. to six. Yeah. Uh, Against such a blase attitude, so he's talking about uh, the stories. Yeah, uh, it's at the beginning of the paragraph. Foregoing the word textual, and textual accounts remain dangerous. However, because for people unaware of science studies and uh, of some semiotics, texts are often. Uh, construed as stories, or even worse, as just stories. Against such a blasé attitude, I would be using the expression textual account to mean a text for which the question of its accuracy and truthfulness has not been put aside. Uh-huh. And yet the temptation to confuse the two is all the greater because uh, uh, there are scholars who claim that the social science generates only narratives and they sometimes add, just like fiction. And they, and he goes through also this fiction because he says that it's misunderstanding fiction and what fiction can bring also, that fiction is um, rooted in reality more than we think that it is.
2: Well, I think this is where maybe, you know, clarification of what translation actually means might help because putting together the account, he says this is an act of translation yeah. Uh, I mean on the next page he says uh, it has forsaken the project of translating the four sources of uncertainty that we have reviewed so far. He's talking about the traditional uh, sociology so he uses the term translation and you know what, what the writer or the researcher, the PhD student is doing trying to sort of uh, well engage with these mediators, assemble these... I mean, you are actually assembling, you are building something, right? So you are identifying these actors out there, encountering them, engaging with them. You're putting this story together, which ideally will have... You are describing this interesting uh, assemblage or this quasi-object or whatever you want to call it. And if you manage to capture these mediators and translate them into the textual account in a way that the reader will actually get or understand then you have succeeded exactly. in yeah in, in assembling that
0: i think in page 1 to 8 He also, I mean, puts it like, uh, clearly that it's a chain of reference, that you are constructing an assemblage. And uh, so uh, if this assemblage has to be, I mean, if it's uh, good, then you don't have weak ties. Like the careers of mediators should be pursued all the way to the final report, because a chain is only as weak as its weakest link. So uh, here, I mean, uh, bad quality research would be a research that uh, ha, I mean has a weak assemblage in a way is a, a weak actor. In, uh, but following the sentence, I didn't really understand this point when he says if the social is a trace, then it can be retraced. If it's an assembly, then it can it can be reassembled. And here just the 126
2: yeah um. sorry what was
0: it? Uh, so. if the social is a trace then it can be retraced
2: 28 yeah. sorry wrong page uh, 128 if the social is a trace then it can be retraced if it's an assembly then it can be reassembled
0: so is he drawing a distinction between retracing and reassembling? Is it the same thing? Or I mean one way to interpret it that when you say that something has left traces, then this thing is preliminary, existent, real and it left traces. When you see that you are resembling, then you see you say you are constructed. So is it this issue of?
2: I don't think this is either or. I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. At least that's what my instinct is. I mean, he says yes. We, our job is to trace the social, and while you are tracing it, you are basically assembling an account. So you are creating. So so, that doesn't seem to be in opposition to me. Okay. In this sentence, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't think he says social is either this or that and I'm not going to tell you which one it is <laughs> um.
1: yeah
0: yeah. I, I mean I understood it, that uh, he wanted in a way to be neutral uh, because it's a methodological question here that we are um, uh, debating about the quality of research either it's natural science or, or uh, uh, social accounts so uh, in other uh, in either cases um, I mean, what we should uh, pay attention to is how we write rather than uh, the, the phenomenon itself. I don't know. Uh, this was my interpretation.
2: Well, to be honest, I mean, it, I felt that towards this, by this time in the text, uh, the whole notion of the social started to get more mysterious. Not, not clearer, but more mysterious. And he actually makes a reference at some point. To his notion of plasma, which is going to yeah, pop, up, pop up then at the very end of the book, uh, it's on page 132. Well, he's trying to explain, you know, what is uh, well. He was trying to define uh, what actor network means and why, you know, work net or action net would be a better word. And then um, footnote 187. Well, he's actually has this metaphor of the fishing so it says there is no one good word so um, we can use the actor network because it's a point to point connection so the network word expresses that that can be traced physically and be recorded empirically and such a connection leaves empty most of what is not connected so then there is this also understanding that there is some sort of emptiness that needs to be the real, you know, that you need to think about, and then that it takes an effort to repair mm. the, to produce the net. Actually, the this is
0: the point Alexey was talking about. Uh, I mean, when we had the coffee, because here the network is presented as a method, not as the thing in itself. When he said network should be understood in like uh, how to connect mm. this to this, an object to another. And not as a network pre existent in reality that we are going to investigate. And second point here, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you bring this point because here I saw how he go a step beyond the Heideggerian understanding of identity and difference when he says that when we um, uh, that when we connect the network uh, is uh, the networking is connecting actors, and what's interesting is all the di- I mean, the what um, was the sentence you've read? Um, emptiness is the key in following the rare countries in which the social circulates. At the, this uh, 187 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, footnote, mm-hmm. yeah, so this because he says what we connect. And then if we connect, so we identify the actors and what's what's not visible is the difference. Uh, So how to, um, so it's the way to distinguish what's in the network and what's out of the network. What is not relevant to the explanation, what's, what's, yeah. So here, I mean, um, if you go to 133 uh, at the beginning, uh, it has the advantage of defining specificity not by any substantial content but by a list of associations. The more connected, the more individualized a point was. Uh, but those visual graphs have the uh, drawback of not capturing movements and of being visually poor and this first critique of this identity and difference how you you define the identity of the thing, the specificity of the thing, by uh, its environment.
2: Uh, and I think here it's also just referring to the way people are using charts and actual visual representations of of uh, of analysis, you know, of whatever they see. I mean, this whole point of not confusing the the method of mm-hmm. actor network theory with to any kind of anything that you describe and so well I mean the way I understand it is that well for tracing an actor network it says you trace a, a fluid like a social what calls it the social fluid this fluid it, it might touch on very heterogeneous things so it might touch on this bottle you know might involve a human being might involve an idea. Of some kind, you know, might involve all kinds of heterogeneous sort you of know, assemblies, and to be able to identify that, I mean, if you just look at stuff, you don't necessarily realize those particular, you know, actions. You know, what what is the social? What 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 is the uh, sort of the social significance or connection or social element of this bottle of water? You know, in a way uh, that that has to be sort of traced what's the signif- social significance of this. And, and so whatever you describe, it will not be a network. The network is in identifying the, these moments of uh, contact, an impact through which the action flows through, so to speak.
0: Yeah, but the participants are doing the same thing also. The participants are connecting their own reality to other things. And for example, what's organizational bureaucracy? They define defined organizational bureaucracy, the participant defined organizational bureaucracy. And if we want to understand this, ph- this phenomenon, we have to put the uh, actors and the connectors by I mean, ourselves, I mean, to, to go through the same effort uh, on making sense of the phenomenon. And in this case, it's the same, I mean, it's the same struggle. Uh, We are trying to make sense, to understand what's this object, as much as the participant is involved in the construction of this object. So, in a way, it's... It's not only, what I'm trying to say, it's not only a a methodological point. It's also an ontological point. What's what's, uh, the
2: how do you find an actor? Um, yes, I mean, um, I mean, I think that a lot of these issues will sort of emerge probably towards the end when he talks about the plasma and all that stuff, but also has been hinted about all of this. And well, I don't know, my, my interpretation of that is that every act of... Well, if you collapse epistemology and ontology and so you say that every being is an act of learning or... Is an act of articulation, which the word he uses. So, if you know this bottle is articulated, uh, it means that it has learned to be this shape. (laughs) You you know, but but also in that process of producing this shape, all, all the other actors were learning. You know, so we are. A lot of it has to do with all these actors participating in the construction of the world in the actual moment, you know, so, and, and as soon as you don't do it, then things decay and start falling apart, um, and, and we have to keep reproducing producing it, but in, it seems to me that, you know, he's not just only talking about human beings, but, you know, I mean, he did say that the lily was lear- learning, and in, in a way you could look, look at every object as some form of capturing of some, form, some, some instance of knowledge you know, um, of some kind. I mean, I guess some people accuse um, Latour and Harman as well of panpsychism. That, that, you know, saying that somehow there's this global mind or something that is in everything and, you know, every tree or whatever <laughs> and rock is part of a global mind. I don't know. I mean, to me that seems a bit of a too simplistic um, solution or answer to that. 'Cause that would just kind of dismiss all of this problematic but I think it's pretty interesting too, you know, how do you look at the world as a construct as as being constructed or as construct um you know, as as a what is a constructivist view of reality? And yes, these instances of articulation. I mean they are I don't know, I had this really strong sense of reading this chapter and just really feeling like yes, how in every moment we are Maintaining the world in, in its in, in, a, in a way, I mean, I just had the plumber in you know we needed to call the plumber you know a few, <laughs> a few days ago, and it was just like weird to think about this guy as he's going around all around the town and all day he's just fixing people 's you know taps um, you know, all, all the problems with the, with your you know and, and, and so what do I do all day and yes, I mean you realize you're kind of going around actually maintaining this Or producing reality. We all do.
1: Not not reproducing, but performing.
2: Well, performing it and um, making it happen. I mean, you get up in the morning and you kind of make your day happen. Um, So does all the other things that surround you. It it, it does Um, not
1: reproduce something that already existed, but in the act of performance it is... Although there seems to
2: be a lot of repetition, because we seem to be... We try to maintain a stability orderliness or whatever and maintaining the world in a certain way. But, but 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 there was something about this constructing the account that you are actually in your account, you are constructing reality as well. Exactly. And how he was saying and, and, and
0: at the end he has yeah. two sentences. One to say that textual account transforms intermediaries into mediators mm-hmm. and by so doing render the movement of the social visible. So this is a criteria of a good quality uh, textual account. And finally he says at page I think 129 or something like that if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that, uh, um Yeah, so he's talking about a text... Uh, the, the last word of page 1 to 8, uh, a text in our definition of social science is a test on how many actors the writer is able to treat as mediators and how far he or she is able to achieve the social. And, uh, and here this act of transformation of intermediaries into mediators. Mm, well
2: basically so I mean what are you writing as a let's say a researcher let's say we PhD students well what does it mean when you really uh, manage to gather and assemble an awful lot of mediators you know and make a really 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 good PhD dissertation Mm -hmm. what is going to happen well you've captured so much truth Mm -hmm. you know you've managed to translate so many mediators and assemble such a but because also remember that all these other actors are participating in the assembly of your account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the more actors you can enroll in producing your account, because, you know, it's not you writing, I mean, you are writing it, but there's all these other actor networks participating mm-hmm. in the assembly of that. So the more you enroll, the more mediators mm-hmm. you manage to identify, then you have a really good work of sociology. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means then that you've produced to, you've proceeded to write a text which has going, which is going to have a major impact on yeah. the thought of the social. So, let's say Karl Marx wrote a big book and then we had, you know, 70 years of Soviet communism <laughs> on the back of that. I mean, well, you know, 20th century, 20th century, I mean, I don't want to, you know, of course, it's sort of uh, accused, you know, Marx with that. But yeah. I'm mm-hmm. saying uh, that sort of sociological work had has some major impact on the entire 20th century.
1: I think I think uh, one of the things that is important in this description is the tendency of, of the actors to forget. And he many times he repeats the fact, you know, that after the thing has been done, and after the thing has been after reality has been constructed, the people forget. You know, the difficulties and the conflicts and the, uh, and, uh, and, you know, the, 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 the evidences pointing in different directions. And, but if you have this, this description of how it became real, you know, over time... Then this is kind of an evidence. Look, uh, this this you cannot say that it was a priori or that it was always there, and 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 that you have discovered something that was you know or already there, that it just came from potential to, to reality. But you are working very hard through mediators through you know deploying yeah. you know millions of mediators. You are working very hard to bring this network together, right? Yeah. So this piece of I think the for him the. Is uh, a piece of PhD um, a useful PhD is a, or a piece of work? A social a sos, a so, a association work is it a work in which people tend less to forget. Probably. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, and then. What happens? I mean, I mean, how does your work succeed? Well, by being referenced by other people. Exactly. So the textual you know?
0: account for Latour is not the process of writing only. It's also publishing and uh, addressing the community, selling the yeah. idea. Being an then, actor uh, yeah. in
1: networking. Yeah.
2: But if your work is good, you know, then hundreds of people or thousands of people or even millions of people will reference it as opposed to let's say interesting because he mentioned and I mean I even picked up on that myself because he used the word sort of a a textual account being dead you know and I was thinking yes I mean we have the expression you know when something is dead boring Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when something is dead boring and something is dead you know and it's almost like yes um, someone really can write something that's dead boring and it is dead no one will ever read it and it was a waste of well you know waste Mm -hmm. of time whatever but Uh, this notion that something that is good then it's alive I mean it's almost you know quite strangely you could say that well some books are more alive than others (laughs) you know because some of them are dead boring and they are dead as far as if nobody takes them off the shelf you know (laughs) the library a lot of them actually get junked the library eventually at the end of the year just sends them to the incinerator or whatever nobody checked out this book for 30 years throw it out you know
0: yeah, I'm um, sorry,
2: but yeah. I received three calls from Mark. Okay, thank you. So, so we have to cut We're this cool. session short. It was a short session today, yeah. but a lot of exciting things happened. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Yeah. So thanks for everyone. Thanks for each for sharing the session.